Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too. Spooky season continues this episode. Last episode, we talked about my weaknesses, and it was Friday the 13th. Very fitting for such a scary topic. This week, we're going to continue those vibes, and instead of weaknesses, we're going to talk about more specifically fears. And yes, they totally go hand in hand. There's a lot of overlap there. But different method. Last week we used The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. This week we're going to use the book I'm reading, which is The Power of Bad. Hello, Millie. My dog wants to join us. She's an attention whore just like me, and she wants attention right now. So if you're going to be here, you need to be quiet, all right? Anyways, this book, oh, she's punching me now. (laughs) This book is really great. It's all about, you guys got to see, look how cute. Oh my gosh. Is all about the negativity bias and how it rules us in our everyday lives, how it ruins our relationships, how we let the fears of the government and the politics and just the news in general overwhelm our daily lives and control us in a negative way. Um, so it teaches you a lot of tools you can use to train your brain because your brain is automatically trained to search for bad and search for the negative. So you got to use it for good and learn how to avoid too much negativity so it doesn't control your lives. But this um, particular segment that has inspired this episode is all about fear and using cognitive behavioral therapy, which is super effective in training your brain to overcome fears that are in your head a lot of the time, irrational fears and insecurities and and a lot of the things that we talk about in this episode or in this podcast. So we'll get into that in just a little bit. But of course, we're going to start with the tarot card. And I'm excited because like I said last week, I am feeling like I'm near a shift. I I feel like I'm about to enter a new chapter of life. So I'm, yeah, like I'm excited and nervous and I want to see what the universe message for me is. Uh Uh-oh, okay, a little spillage there. These are slippery cards. So let's see. Oh, that one jumped out. The Page of Swords. Let's see. Interesting. Swords are usually about actions and the page is a young warrior. All right, let's see. You have been working hard and your previous actions will lead to success, but you still need to be prepared and flexible to deal with the challenges ahead. Okay. Focus on your heart chakra to keep centered. You are wiser now having learned from your own mistakes. Work with your kunzite crystal to remove obstacles from your path and you'll find any problems quickly disappear. Take any opportunity for learning or teaching because facts and information may become important. A young man could enter your life. I have a young man. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay. The bold letters say you have been working hard and your previous actions will lead to success, but you will still need to be prepared and flexible to deal with the challenges ahead. I mean, that's fair and I think exciting um, and nerve-wracking at the same time. I feel like that means I'm on the right path. And of course, there's always going to be 
continued challenges and obstacles to overcome. So it's always important not to be too presumptuous and attached to outcomes and results because you need to be able to change. We've talked about that a lot, like especially with the farming metaphor that I used a while back. Like you need to have a vision and have goals, but you never know what life and the ecosystem and, and the weather is going to bring that will change how you get to that goal. And also I'm still figuring out what these goals are. So it's important to be aware of, yeah, needing to be flexible and watching challenges come and not letting them completely stop me and knowing that I'm on the right path and following that intuition that is guiding me the right way. So I'm really excited. I have a lot of ideas that are starting to really come into fruition and I have talked about them a little bit with you guys, but not as much as I could have. And I think it's probably because I am biting off more than I can chew as usual. And I'm nervous that, you know, as soon and, and again, like we're talking about fears this episode and fear of failure, fear of rejection, um, and insecurity. So let's get into it, shall we? Let's talk about the power of bad and overcoming fear. So the chapter that I was just reading is a lot about Felix, fearless Felix. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He is a well-known famous daredevil who did this crazy, crazy like skydive. It was more of like a skydive from space that was like never been done before. And he had done all these daredevil-y tasks and then the negativity bias and his fear got to him. And after everyone had been building up this big jump, he got really scared and was like, actually, I'm, I can't do this. I'm not going to do it. He totally like had a breakdown and backed out. And then a few months later, he was like, all right, I want to try again. But nobody believed in him after that. So he worked with this, I think, neurologist or a therapist that was really excellent and known for his CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. And he said, like, what he learned from this doctor has, it changed his life. He went on to do the jump. And there's a lot we can learn from that insane story. So let's get into it. I'm going to read a little segment. It says they found, this is research. I'll read the whole thing. It says the researchers categorized these forms of negativity bias, negative filtering, positive discounting, catastrophizing, and developed strategies for rationally overriding the feelings. They found that very simple te techniques like writing down your fears and then forcing yourself to consider an alternative interpretation of the situation could have a major impact. I al already like how aligned is that with last episode and the advice that we heard from the last book, writing things down and uh, actually addressing our fears head on instead of pretending they don't really exist and pretending they're completely justified and we're, we're handling it right all the time. Okay. It says, CBD has repeatedly, not CBD, <laughs> CBD is great too. CBT has repeatedly been found to be as effective as drugs like Prozac or Lexapro in treating depression and without the side effects. 
No other treatment has been studied so thoroughly and found to be as safe and effective for such a wide range of problems, including depression, anxiety, and other disorders. Um, okay, the, this is about Felix. Felix, um, instead of feeling anxious when it came time to put on the helmet, which he had, like, like that's where his fear kind of stemmed from. He was super claustrophobic and scared when he put on that helmet. And, of course, there were other factors that were involved. It says, when it came time to put on the helmet, he was calm. And if his anxiety rose from a 1 to a 3, like, on the rating scale, when the visor shut, it was still manageable at that level. He'd just repeat the mantra, this makes me a superhero. And that was the one that resonated with him to kind of talk him out of that in instinct and fear reaction. And keep taking deep breaths until it went back to 1. Now, as he took slow breaths, he relaxed so much that he began savoring the experience of filling his loves, his lungs with pure oxygen. And he says, like, as stupid, as stupid and simple as it sounds, breathing helps a lot, which, as you know, I'm a yogi. So that's something big that I want to talk more about in later episodes as well. Whatever your demon, spiders, heights, public speaking, or any of the anxiety disorders that affect more than a quarter of the population, you can follow the same strategies that Gervais used with Felix. And then it details the five main steps and, and a little bit about them and how it applies to Felix and how you can apply it to your fears. So let's go through the five main steps. Number one is talk about it. Like we've been saying, addressing it and not pretending it's not there if you pretend it's not there and if you pretend you're fine and then you're never going to improve and you're never going to grow. So talking about it, it also like says research shows talking about a fear helps you overcome it and talking about the progress you're making helps you make further progress. And sometimes, uh, I guess, I guess like this is a disputing a counter argument. It says people are much more likely to recall good events in their past if they shared the news at the time with someone else. So you'd think, oh, well, you wouldn't want to recall negative things. And if it, if it sticks longer, if you recall it, you talk about it. However, it says, but telling someone about a bad event in your life doesn't make you more likely to remember it later. So it does actually help to talk about your fears and expose yourself to them um, as opposed to making it worse. So that's step one, talking about it. Step two is make the runaway train, which is essentially plot the waypoints in your mind or on paper. Like it says, say if you're a claustrophobe who panics in an elevator, the anxiety probably started increasing before the doors closed. Perhaps it was when you started thinking about going into the building and then it accelerated further when you went in the front entrance. And then again, when you walked down the corridor, and then when you saw the elevator. So that is basically like noticing and pointing out where your triggers are so that you can be aware when the situation comes up again or a similar situation comes up again. Like, okay, this is a trigger for me. I know what I'm about to experience. And I know that it's coming from a place within me that is not rational. So I can talk myself out of it. So we'll get into my examples in a minute. Um, the third step is throttle the train, which goes hand in hand with the last step. It says, once you've identified the waypoints on the route to panic, don't proceed beyond any one of them unless you're calm. If you feel the flight or fight, fight or flight reaction starting, use the remaining techniques that Felix learned. Um, 
So this is something that I learned a lot about in um, my life coaching training. There's so much science and research done that shows evidence that this works, like stopping yourself and like training your brain to go through these scenarios ahead of time or even in the moment and before proceeding to the next step, catching yourself and doing it repeatedly enough that soon you won't have to worry about that fear ever again. And it, in life coaching, it talks about these fears started over one small negative event a long time ago. And just like you learn how to ride a bike, just like you learn how to put your pants on in the morning, you learned that fear once so quick and it has stuck with you just like all those other things. So you can unlearn something the same way and relearn something new to replace that fear the same way that you learned how to put your pants on. So it takes time and, and consciousness and awareness, but it's possible. So again, like knowing your triggers and really like taking the time to identify, okay, like I feel a tightness in my chest when I enter, like my, I have a fear and this is nowhere near, like it's not a horrible fear, <laughs> but just as a, like a spooky example, like I hate elevators and I'm not like afraid of them. Like I won't go on them or like I'll fucking freak out when I'm on them, but I don't like them. And I definitely have a fear of like getting stuck in an elevator. So that's an ironic uh, example that the book used because I definitely feel that way sometimes. So like I feel like a tightness in my chest and like a closing in feeling like a claustrophobic feeling when I get on an elevator. So noticing that when, when that happens, like, is it as soon as I get on the elevator, is as soon as I press the button. And as soon as I start feeling that, then activating these next steps, which are number four is recite your mantra. And this one is so important. And we've been talking about affirmations and mantras and how they play such a crucial role on my podcast, Instagram, the other day, someone had commented and asked like, how is, how often do you need to do affirmations and manifestations to see results? And I said, and I answered, I said, it's not really a one size fits all answer. Just like learning new habits can take anywhere from 18 to 254 days. You don't know how long it's going to take, but if there's something that you really want to affirm, like there's a, a deeply rooted fear within you that you want to work on and fix, choose something, choose a mantra that's aligned with like the, with making you feel better about that fear, fear and reminding you that it's coming from an irrational place and a learned place of fear versus truth and reality. So um, the book says, recite your mantra, prepare yourself with coping statements, simple sentences that can be repeated in your mind to overwhelm the irrational negative thoughts. Some therapists advise writing them down on cards that you carry with you. The statements should be short and realistic. If you're afraid of public speaking, don't promise yourself that you'll calmly deliver a flawless address. Address. Instead, try something like people will accept it if I'm nervous and stumble occasionally. The lines sound silly at first, but they're true and eventually they work. If you're panicking in an unexpected situation, you can fall back on another line that Gervais taught Felix. You don't panic to death. Whatever is happening, you can always repeat to yourself, this too shall pass. The mere act of repeating words is calming, as monks have known, which is literally what I was talking about 
for the last few weeks. So it's, it's just a sign that we are aligned and we are on the right path to learning these tools for our toolbox. Um, scientists have found that when monks and practitioners of transcendental meditation repeat mantras like OM, the heart rate slows, blood pressure drops, and there are hormonal changes in accordance with the relaxation response. Um, again, like so aligned yoga, very yoga with the OM. So yeah, mantras. And then the fifth and final step is breathe again, very yogi breathe, press your hands and feet together for 30 seconds, then relax and take slow, deep breaths from your diaphragm. A deep breath is a signal to the body that we're safe, says Gervais. It's also a way for your mind to concentrate on something other than your fear. Gervais suggests training and reducing your daily stress with regular exercises, starting with 10 deep breaths every day for 10 days, then moving up to 20 deep breaths a day for 20 days. You would not believe the power of a deep breath. And everyone's like, oh, it's not for me. Like, oh, it's just, how can it be that simple? It Sometimes it really is that fucking simple. Excuse my language. As you guys know, that's very on brand. So now let's get into examples and how this can apply to fears of rejection, failure, abandonment, my favorites, and how they come up in our daily lives. Even fear of criticism. Like that's such a big one. Not being able to take criticism is such a problem in our daily life. Like why does it bother us so much when someone makes a suggestion to us about how we can be better? Why do we get so defensive instead of just using it to learn and take take accountability or even if you're not responsible even if that criticism is unmerited then you wouldn't be so mad about it you would just be like oh that person like has their own problems and they don't know what they're talking about but you don't need to yell like you don't need to get upset or angry about it because you know that your reality is separate from the way that they see reality the way that they view the situation and sometimes You know, there is no such thing as a concrete one reality. Like we all have different worldviews. So it's important to learn from other worldviews how you can be better to others. I don't know if I'm talking too much. So let's get back to my fears and walk through the steps. So the first step was talk about it. Uh, So fun. Um, My, let's see, like I, the two main ones that I wanted to talk about were like, abandonment slash rejection and failure so and like rejection slash being seen like my fear of being seen so let's see like what's an example for that I think as you know I've been talking a lot about like rebranding and being more fully myself on social media and not just showing the parts that I feel the most externally accepted for so Yeah, that's a good one. Let's go with that as the example. I definitely fear being rejected like by all the people that have supported me thus far um, because I'm breaking out and I feel like in a way a lot of them are entitled to seeing a certain part of me and they get mad when I show a different side of me or they tell me like that's not why they're here. (laughs) So I... I think I need to be okay, even more so okay, 
with not like caring and not knowing that they are, I'm, I got to block out the noise. They're not in the arena um, and trusting that I'm on my path and that this is what I'm supposed to do. Even if it's scary and even if people reject me, I need to know that I am enough as I am. So anyways, this is, I'm jumping ahead, but I'm talking about it. And I also have a fear of abandonment, which I don't even know like really why. Okay. I have some ideas and I, I'll talk about it with certain people. I don't know about putting it all over the internet just yet. Okay. I'm well, and I guess that is part of the challenge, right? Addressing this. Okay. I guess I will. I'll get, I'll use one example. I won't get all into it. But I'm, look at this, I'm scared. I'm having to, I'll have to do these. I can't proceed until I do the other steps, but let's talk about it. So abandonment. I was cheated on in like my first very, um, very prominent relationship growing up. And that had a very lasting effect on me. And look, people make mistakes and I'm not like judging his mistakes and not, I'm not saying that he ruined my life. <laughs> um, and now I'm talking too much again, but what I will say is I, the way that I interpreted it now I have to work through it. So I interpreted it, the cheating multiple times to mean that I'm not good enough to be loved the way that I want to be loved. And so, yeah, that's talking about it enough, right? So now it comes up in situations with my current boyfriend who didn't do the things that my ex-boyfriend did. So I don't want it to, and I've, I've come a long way, but there are still moments where that fear creeps in and it's not necessarily rational. And I need to remind myself of these mantras that, help bring me back to a state of calm and a different reality that I'm choosing versus the reality that my subconscious has created in order to protect me. So moving on from talking about it, number two, map the runaway train, plot the waypoints or the spikes and the triggers. So like when my ex, and I'm sorry, like that I'm airing this out, but no names, when my ex cheated on me, it would be like when he went out, he would stop text texting me. And so that's a trigger for me. Now, when my current boyfriend goes out, like, I'm like, okay, can you like update me where, like when you move to a different bar, just like, no, I need to know that you're thinking about me. And again, like I need to be okay if he doesn't text me sometimes, because again, like my body is like, oh, trigger, like this is a problem. You're going to get hurt. Like this is a fear. So it's trying to protect me and it, I feel, I feel anxiety. I feel stress in my chest. A lot of the time I feel like very panicky a lot of the time. Um, again, like this is not nearly as bad as it used to be. Like it used to be so much worse, especially like with my ex when I, we would try to work through the cheating because it happened, like I said, multiple times. So like I had forgiven him and like, then I had the, this debilitating fear, honestly, so map the runaway train. These moments happen when he goes out 
And when I feel like it's been a long time and I haven't gotten a text back, that's when I start to freak out. So instead of being like, where are you? And like texting him, which again, like I'm not too bad at that, but it's more like what I have to deal with. So that's a trigger. And now when I get that trigger, throttle train. So pause before moving forward. So instead of like freaking out and texting him or calling him or instead of like freaking out and in my own head and thinking of all these crazy scenarios that could be happening, I need to pause and go to my mantras and repeat those mantras and then breathe. So I actually asked ChatGPT some mantras that I could use for the fear of abandonment. So let me read you. They were really good. So I'm going to read them to you and tell you what they say. Okay. So the fear of rejection or abandonment. I'll read both of them. Okay. So it says, the first one is, I am secure in myself. Remind yourself that your sense of self-worth and security should not be solely dependent on others. You are complete and whole on your own and your value is not determined by whether someone stays or leaves. Or someone cheats on you. It's the same thing. Um, number two, I attract healthy and loving relationships, focus on manifesting positive, nurturing relationships in your life, believe that you deserve healthy, supportive connections, and that those who truly care about you will be a part of your life again. And like a lot of it comes back to trust and like releasing the outcome, releasing the control. Like even if he cheats on me, like I will be okay. And like really reminding yourself that like, no matter what happens, like, thank you for protecting me. Thank you subconscious for protecting me. But like let's choose a better reaction. Let's move forward so that we can be better. Okay. Number three, I am resilient and can handle life's changes. Acknowledge your strength and adaptability in the face of life's ups and downs. You have the inner resources to cope with changes and uncertainties, including the possibility of someone leaving or cheating. I choose to trust and communicate openly. Encourage yourself to build trust in your relationships through open and honest communication. By expressing your feelings and concerns, you can create a more secure and connected bond with others. That's great. I release my fear and embrace the present moment. Let go of worries about the future and the fear of abandonment by focusing on the present. Mindfulness and being fully engaged in the current moment can help reduce anxiety about what might happen in the future. How good are those? So again, those mantras are, are, let's start from the beginning. I am secure in myself. I attract healthy and loving relationships. I am resilient and can handle life's changes. I choose to trust and communicate openly and I release my fear and embrace the present moment. Choose the one that resonates the most with you. And again, this is just my fear, but like use ChatGBT or Google to come up with a mantra for you and find one that resonates with you if you can't think of one on your own. And like, how good is that? And repeat it in that moment. As soon as I start to feel like, okay, I'm getting scared. I'm getting worried. I'm going to use that mantra. It's going to bring peace to me. I like when I do this, you guys, it helps tremendously. It's not a cure all because it takes repetition, but it definitely helps. And then finally, breathe. Do Google or use a YouTube video. I will post some myself of just like breathing techniques that you can use, but really just deep breaths, like filling up your belly with air and maybe pausing at the top of the inhale and then exhaling and like releasing, like really shaking out, like releasing that anxiety and releasing the fear. So maybe that breath work can go hand in hand, like inhale the thought 
And like, again, this, this kind of mind trick will actually help you incorporate it and stick to it. So inhale the thought of I am secure in myself. Like inhale, we want that thought and then release your fear and embrace the present moment. I release this fear because I am rooted and I know that that is my subconscious trying to protect me, um, but it's not serving me in the way that it means to. So anyways, great scary stuff that we talked about today. I hope I don't regret this, but I don't. I feel good about sharing this with you and talking about it because that's the first step, right? And I am being vulnerable so that you guys can also benefit from this. So I hope you do. And I can't wait. We'll continue Spooky Vibes next week. But next week, we'll be talking about ADD and ADHD with my friend who's an ADHD coach. And I'm really excited. It's going to be our first Zoom interview. So I hope it goes well. I'm a little nervous, but I'm looking forward and I hope you guys enjoy it. So see you next week. Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too.